Welcome to My Worst Date. I'm Cassie. I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. And today we are joined by the best-selling author of Radical Confidence. No big deal. Host <laughs> of Women of Impact. No big deal. Co-founder of Quest Nutrition and president of Impact Theory. My friend, my homie, my boss, Lisa Billion. <laughs> No, I'm so excited. So basically, like, so I've I've been working for you for about a year now, and relationship theory, binging it for forever. She gives the best relationship advice. And for our listeners, if you're ever dealing with a narcissist, you absolutely have to listen to Women of Impact because you have so many guests on that really like go into how you can spot a narcissist. You know, this is great because we are notoriously not an advice podcast. Yes. No. So yeah. now we are giving Perfect. some alternatives. <laughs> yes. Some places to go, some resources that you can check exactly. out. We are not experts. No, our only purpose is to remind people they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like you're not the only one with a bad date. Let us tell you about all these wild things that happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've, uh, we'll leave the advice to you. I actually feel like I'm a narcissist expert now. I've been so many people mm-hmm. and even like when someone will say like oh they're such a narcissist i'm like well, technically they're not <laughs> they're just toxic and there's very big difference can you so, give us mm. like what's the difference between someone who's toxic and someone who's a narcissist um, do you think so a narcissist doesn't have um real empathy well no actually so we're not that's a psychopath mm. so there's a difference between psychopaths and narcissists as well. oh mm-hmm. levels so, yeah i know there's levels <laughs> for this um so a narcissist it comes from such bad childhood wounds and mm. usually it's when they're so young their brain hasn't been able to evolve and so a narcissist will go after someone go after quote unquote someone that has actually tremendous value but isn't threatening to them so imagine they lack something they lack a confidence mm. or they lack something they may not show it so you may be like oh my god this person's so charismatic got and they together. seem like they've got everything yeah mm-hmm. but actually they've got a serious insecurity mm-hmm. and so they try to find people to feel that insecurity to make them feel better about themselves mm. and what they'll do is once that person maybe they're with on a date or something like that if they start to level up if they start oh. to be too impressive that's when now you trigger a narcissist and that's where they become you see the other side mm-hmm. of them so you're not better than me yeah well they won't even say it that outright they'll actually use words to manipulate you and to gaslight you into believing exactly Mm. wow Mm -hmm. so that's just feel like i've met some yeah i feel like i've met a few i'm like who am i thinking of exactly (laughs) well so the other thing i don't know if you guys know but lisa has been married for 21 years to her partner tom bilyeu and so when I when she asked about the show originally, I'm like, girl, you've been married forever. <laughs> when was the last time you were dating? Do you have She's bad like, dates last week? week. <laughs> I'm like, I don't oh, know. No. Okay. <laughs> oh no. But yeah, so I mean, I I would love to hear like how you guys met. Like 21 years is an incredible mm-hmm. thing yeah. to celebrate. Um, she's, I'm on your tail. Yeah, yeah. She's right behind you. 18 oh, years. Nice. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm always down to hear like, did you know from the, the jump, like this is, this is it for me or were it, was it a slow gradual thing? Yeah. So I love this question because when I was thinking about what is my worst day, it started off being my worst day with my husband. Oh, oh wow. wow. Perfect. <laughs> so yes. because I went in with so many preconceived notions mm-hmm. of what I wanted, what I'd known. And so coming from North London, 
you very much had the way that the guys would show up was they had really nice cars. Mm. They had nice rims. They took you to most expensive restaurants and then they just treat you like crap. But mm-hmm. you, they were definitely Big like, they would, they would woo you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really thought at that age, because I was 21. So I really thought at that age, this is what I expect when someone comes to pick me up mm-hmm. and they've got so much cologne. They've had like, <laughs> yeah. you know, over the it's a very early David Beckham vibe. Yes. I just finished watching yes. that and it was just like, you oh know, as God. soon as money came in, he spent it. So he owned like a billion like really nice cars and like everything's like Gucci or Versace yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And being brought up Greek Orthodox, a big part of my um, upbringing was, well, you, you find someone that has resources that can provide mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. I think really did intersect with the belief that I had of what a husband or a partner should be. And then the, the proof was in the pudding when they would take you to lovely restaurants and have these really expensive cars and so if i was on a dating app then i wouldn't have dated my husband because wow. he knocks on the door i've spent two hours getting ready right like i've chosen the best outfit I've of course on eight different yes. things and he opens the door or i open the door sorry and he's in his work clothes and he, so he hasn't even gone home to shower. He's in like this old T-shirt that he used to wear all the freaking time. And so I was like, wow, like that's how special. I- yeah. Okay. Okay. So then I, he walks me to his car and he's got this really old, beefy old man's Buick. And so like the car door wasn't even really working. Oh, no. The back seat oh, no. looked like, it, like almost like his own personal storage unit. Oh, no. Everybody so, knows that person. And Cassie, yeah. this triggered. is you are triggered because this is, Cassie keeps her car so pristine. Clean. Oh. It really is. It's like, did you just get this car? She's like, no, oh, I've had it for like five, it six smells years. Smells brand new. Yeah. Like your car always Thank smells. You. New. Oh my god, they feel yeah. very like. <laughs> Don't eat it. So <laughs> you would have been just as horrified oh, as I was. Then. I would have absolutely been like, I don't know if I can. Say, I like my tight is my energy. Yeah, <laughs> sitting in that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, wow, this guy hasn't made an effort. Like his car. It's yeah. kind of lame, like it's really <laughs> filthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but then he opened the car door for me. Mm. Oh my god, this is me and Chris. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Oh a my lot. god, like yeah, this is a, Chris had an old beat up Buick blue, I think. Crap in the back seat. Open the door for me. And it was the first, <gasps> the first date I'd ever been on where a guy had opened any door for me. Mm. Wow. Really? And I dated a guy before that for almost four years, not once. Wow. wow. So I was brought up not really thinking about chivalry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he did this and I was like, huh, that was interesting. <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. So then he was like, well, are you hungry? Like, let's go out to eat. So I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, great. We pull up at a strip mall. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Oh, at no. a Chinese restaurant <laughs> with a B rating. Oh, oh. Well, that's never how you know a B good. rating. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> never, no. Like, never. where are you at? What city are you in? In LA. In Los Angeles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to well, be. That food is going to slap hard. A B rating <laughs> Chinese B-rated? restaurant? It's going to be delicious. Wow. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the funny, and so I was like, what the hell is this hole? Like, I'm used to, like, you know, the tablecloth. And uh-huh. this had, like, a rip in the sea. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, it was no. just. That's it, how you know it's good. Yeah, it was just going. But I was being from England. Yeah. I'm just like, am I going to get food poisoning? Yeah. Right? Like, I got to be honest, team. I, that's my first thought. You're like, it's going to slap. I'm like, slap me later when I'm in the bathroom because, <laughs> right. like, if I don't know. If you have a sensitive like, tummy, <laughs> enter at your own risk. But it's going to taste good going down. Yeah, no. but you do not want to go to the bathroom in a B restaurant. No. Oh, you sure no, not. absolutely not. Because you had to walk through the closet yeah. 
to then get to the yeah. toilet yeah. Yeah. that is one of those where the lock doesn't really yeah. work Not quite. and you're looking yeah. out for like roaches and you're <gasps> oh, like am I going to pee and, a and there are those like urinal cakes like on the floor oh, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. like what is ha- it smells Dude. weirdly of like air freshener and piss it is like oh, really man. special I feel like we know this place place yeah. in your head that you go to when you are dressed <laughs> to the nines yep. in a physical mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. that you just described it's yeah. like something is like it just doesn't line up. Right. Things I mean, well, that's, that's mathing. the thing. Because there's nothing necessarily wrong with any of this. No. I just want to be aware that that's what's happening. Yeah. I don't want right. to take up. two hours to get ready. I do not want to take two hours to get ready to be like dressed up like we are going to a nice sit down restaurant and then have this happen. <laughs> yeah. like, right. Because I, that is when it becomes like there was a disconnect. Yes. In communication. It was a shock to my system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and that was the thing to your point. Like I didn't expect mm-hmm. it. And then the mm-hmm. food comes. It's like, wow, this is the best orange chicken I've ever eaten. Oh, there you go. Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Right. So I was just like, you know, you got these sirens going off. Like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. And then we just sat down to eat. And he was just fascinated with me. Mm. He was asking me questions where he seemed genuinely interested, not just to like ask the question. Yeah. But he seemed genuinely interested. And he was raving about how much he loved the food. Mm-hmm. And to, to your point, he was like, this is the best Chinese restaurant I've ever been to. Yeah. So he's like, when I go to, oh, I'm going to take a girl out on a date. He didn't think about how it would appear right. and to be honest it was so refreshing mm-hmm. and I didn't realise it until I was there until I realised this guy didn't care about showing off all he cared about is going and having a nice meal and having a great discussion mm-hmm. wow and so even in the conversations that we were talking about I was very much used to the guy that was just trying to show off yeah. Yeah. and here Tom was like he was asking me so why oh you're religious okay that's so cool why do you believe in God and like I was like I've never been asked. Been asked. I'm like 21 <laughs> on, yeah. a date, on a date. 21 years yeah. old. Uh, I don't know. That's how I was raised. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My answer was because my dad told me to. Yeah. <laughs> really? I had no answer. You don't but, at 21. That's yeah. just what it is. Yeah, for but sure. But he was very, it wasn't like he was trying to like, you know, Real. some people do he was it trying to, try to catch and, you out. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. when people are like almost yes. also judgmental? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't do it in that way at all. And so oh, I was nice. like, wow, I'm really interested in this guy that actually cares. Like there was yeah. no... Um, you know, like, like, oh, it's the weather and oh, this is, you know, there was none of that. He just went deep. And then wow. the other thing he said is like, oh, of course, you know, yeah, I watch porn. Do you watch porn? And I was like, I, I can't believe how open this guy yeah, is. Yeah, right. Like, Coming in hot. God and porn. It's like this, on one day. Like, what? <laughs> what is happening He's like, right let's now? just get this shit out in front well, straight. How do you feel about porn? authentic right away. Yeah. No, that's right? great. It's just like, this is the car I drive. I'm not going to go like pretend like it's something else yeah. because mm-hmm. in the future, you're going to find all that stuff out anyway. Yes. You know, so it's just like, here's who I am. I'm putting it on the table. If you don't like it, here's your opportunity to walk away right now. And we don't have to waste each other's time going on 10 dates. And then all of a sudden you find out that like, we're not actually compatible because I was just faking it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like he's taking me to a fancy restaurant, but mm-hmm. actually he hates fancy mm-hmm. restaurants. And then to your point, yeah. I yeah. realize it, you know, yeah. Um, I went to like, oh, we'll share a dish, you know, we'll like it. And he goes, oh no, I don't share. <laughs> And he goes, that's he goes, also Cassie. That's not share. But the great news is, he goes, but I'll get you your own dish. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, what do you, what? Uh, but he said it with no, again, no embarrassment, no, no. shame. It mm-hmm. wasn't like dismissive. And so 
as I have all these lists of expectations yeah. of all the different days that I've been on Melting. in my life, and then there's this, like, he just kept shocking me. And then the last thing I remember from that very first date was he was like, oh, I can't remember how it came up. Maybe Fight Club. Like, we were talking about Fight Club <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. And, he, and, I, and he was like, well, of course, yeah, of course you find Brad Pitt attractive. And I was like, wow, a guy that has doesn't feel threatened. Yeah. Yeah. And it brought me back to a time with my ex-boyfriend where mm. one of our biggest arguments was because I told him I like Brad Pitt's abs. So you can imagine one of my biggest arguments I have with an ex-boyfriend. Yeah. As if mm-hmm. like Brad Pitt's like a threat to him. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, like, He's on the table. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know. <laughs> it's an option. It's between you, know. you or Brad Pitt. Yeah. 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 Like, keep it up, mate. Yeah, yeah none of that. So I... So, it was just like there was no threat there. There was a, he was like, well, of course you're you're a woman. You find other men attractive. I'm mm-hmm. a guy. Of course, I'm going to find other women attractive. Mm-hmm. But that has no correlation to who I end up with. Mm-hmm. And so, right. like, so that's why I say it ended up being like obviously the best night of my life because it was so refreshing yeah. to mm-hmm. not pretend. And I started to let my guard down because he was so free to be who mm. he was. Yeah, and it ended up being the best setup for our future because I knew exactly who he was Mm -hmm. and he allowed me who at 21 was so worried and insecure about how I looked, how I was showing up. Was I, you know, was I, I was like trying to eat delicately. I, I'm a freaking eater. I like to stuff mm-hmm. in my face yeah. with food. Yeah. But here I am trying to be a delicate eater because I thought that that's what guys liked. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was just so refreshing. And when I think about today's society with dating mm. apps, mm-hmm. I probably would have swiped him. Sure. Because... Of all the things I just right. said, yeah, you know, right. favorite yeah. restaurant B strip mall, and he listened to rock music, and I freaking hated rock music, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so like all the things yeah. that I thought mattered in a relationship actually didn't, and yeah. what actually mattered is we had the same values. Yeah, oh, we wow. talk about yeah. that a lot. I think we brought it up um, with a guest fairly recently that the dating apps they really do um, limit you because you think that you can find the perfect person. Mm, mm-hmm. You think you can look at someone's bio and find like check, 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 check mark on everything that you like. Right. And then you meet them in person and nobody is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So then you end up dissatisfied. You toss that person to the side and you're like, well, there's a sea of thousands of other people that I can swipe through. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. fine. Yeah. I'll find the perfect person. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't exist. I also think too, to, you know, hearing how you guys started and so young too at 21. Like, I don't know that I would have been ready for that too at 21. So like kudos to you too, for being like knowing um, yourself. Yeah. Or like giving it a chance. Cause I, I think you write a lot about confidence. And so something that I have realized in getting to know you and, you know, watching your content and everything is like how long it took me to build up. I always considered myself a confident person being an eldest daughter and just (laughs) being used to bossing everybody around. But I didn't realize like how little I lacked. And I don't know if I would have had the confidence to meet a confident person like that, that young, you know, I think the key though was, is that at the time, we just thought it was going to be a fling. Mm, so even sure. on that first date, it was, I had to legally leave the country because my visa was running out. Oh. Right? So I only had four weeks left in my visa. Mm-hmm. He had just got out of a relationship where the girl started being a bit too clingy. Oh, so man. he was like, oh, this is perfect. She has to legally leave the country. <laughs> so both of us Great. went literally into that date thinking like, this is going to be a, 
at least for me, this is going to be a great little fling. When I go mm. back to England, I've got this great story to tell my friends. And then when I'm in my 90s, I can tell my grandkids about the one time that I <laughs> yeah. dated this hot American dude in the summer. <laughs> so even after that first date, it was like we just connected. Mm. And I mean, like, and then, you know, the, we went on, we went to a movie screening because his friend had a movie. And so there was a couple of things that we then did after. But then we just hung out and like, then we went back to his place and he read me his poetry. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is Chris. That is so bold. That, that is, is a Chris. bold move. To that read is. The poetry. But the funny thing it's is, confident. Yeah. it is, but you know when it's like, in, it has to all be in context mm -hmm. because yeah. it's not like he was just like, let me just, on the first day, let yeah. me just read you my yeah. poetry. No, no, no. <laughs> it wasn't the Barbie movie where it's like, I wanna push you And you're like, oh God. Oh no. And so it became this evolution of, yeah. he's like, oh, I love writing. I was like, oh, what do you write? Right. So it just kind of yeah. came about. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, please read me something. It's gotta be natural. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It so, cannot be forced. Yeah, no. that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It cannot be forced. And so even after that though, it was like, Oh, so what are you doing tomorrow? I was like, oh, nothing. So like, you want to hang out? I was like, sure. So every day, and I do think this is a key, there was zero expectation and zero pressure yeah. that this was oh. going to be the one. Like there yeah. was nothing like that. Literally, it's like we've got four weeks to hang out, have wild sex and just enjoy each other. Yeah. And it wasn't until mm -hmm. after like the third week, the fourth week, we, we're like, we really gel. Like, mm -hmm. every, like we have amazing conversations. The sex was amazing. The conversations were beautiful. Mm -hmm. the, the gentlemanness in him, the authenticity in him. And I'd never met a man like that ever in my life. And so it became like, oh my God, I'm about to leave. And that's when he was just like, I'm going to come visit you in London. Oh. And then within two weeks, he got himself a passport. He didn't even have a suitcase. Oh, wow. So wow. he like borrowed his mum's pink suitcase. Oh my God, that's the cutest and, thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. That is cute. So that, that is then cute. became the trajectory, yeah. you know, how we ended up together in our relationship. Mm -hmm. But I do think it was the, the no pressure. I sure. think it's when you put so much pressure on the yeah. first date that you got yeah. so many preconceived notions about mm -hmm. them being the one, but they love dogs. I love dogs. You know, mm -hmm. they, you know, like people look at people's profiles and I mm -hmm. think that that becomes sometimes a detriment because mm -hmm. you have all these expectations. Mm -hmm. You have like, oh my God, we're going to have kids together. Look, he's holding a kid. It's like, yeah. you know, you've already projected what the next 20 years is going to look yeah. like. Right. But there was no projection for me or him. The projection was like, what are you doing tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. So it allowed itself to kind of naturally. Yeah. We're just going to have a good time. We're just going to roll with it. Right. Yeah. Because I think if you'd gone into that date being like, I am looking for a husband. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I am trying to get somebody to put a ring on it right now. You might've been, you might've just called it like when yeah. he came to pick yeah. you up. Right. Yeah. Cause you're like, this isn't what I want for a husband. This isn't what I expect this car. Mm. You know, all of those things, all those ex expectations that you would have had, you might've been like, you wouldn't have even given it a chance because yeah. you would have gone in with like, this isn't someone I want to marry. A hundred. So and yeah. even in the discussion that we had when we were at the restaurant, he was like, yeah, I don't know about marriage. I don't know. I've never really, no, I don't think How maybe funny. I won't. And so again, if you are the person that's like, I want to get married, mm -hmm. I would have been like, oh, off. No. Nope. Yeah. 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 But when he finally proposed, he said, I realized I was either going to marry you or I was never going to get married. Mm. Mm. Oh, well, there you go. There you one. go. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So like confidence wise. The, the you know or the book radical confidence we really want to empower people teach them to be more confident you started 21 what how did that become your theme like how did that become your mantra how is that um really kind of inspired you to take that on the radical confidence yeah it really was over maybe the last five years where people at least you're so confident well, how do you think about this and i'm like who who 
who are they talking to? Because <laughs> I still have a negative voice in my head that's oh, sure. always mm-hmm. telling me I'm no good when I'm starting something new, that I'm going to fail and people are going to laugh at you. And so <laughs> it surprised me that people saw me as being confident. And so I was like, what? And so I just paused and took time. Like, What is it they see that they think that I'm confident? Mm-hmm. And what I realized was is that I don't let my insecurities stop me. Mm-hmm. And that's what people perceive as confident. Mm-hmm. So then I started to really dive in and said, okay, I was very insecure when I was a kid. I've developed my confidence in multiple areas, but it's taken 20 years to do it. So how do you teach that? How do you even talk about it? And the the thing that I really discovered is confidence is the byproduct of taking action. Confidence is the end result. And it's like going to a gym. It's like, I want muscle. Okay, well, if you want muscle, it won't surprise anyone to say you've got to be consistent. You have to watch what you eat. You Mm -hmm. have to go work out every day. And hey, not a surprise that if you take a year off, then your butt Mm -hmm. muscle is going to atrophy. This exactly (laughs) like confidence. If you don't practice it, if you don't keep refining it, if you don't keep pushing yourself, if you don't watch the most moments when you're not confident and you tweak and you iterate, like you won't get there. But if you keep doing it and you keep practicing, then eventually that will come as the the result. And so when you become competent at something, mm-hmm. that's when the confidence comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that that's, it's, it's really great to hear you say that because I have told them, I've talked to other people about this. Like I've always considered myself to be a pretty confident person, even though like uh, I am self-deprecating all the time in my head. Like there mm-hmm. is that voice in my head, but I've always considered myself to be a pretty confident person. Post lockdown, though, oh yeah, I feel like my confidence went way, way down. I don't know how I to feel talk the same. The atrophy. I don't know how to like what mm-hmm. atrophied. The like, atrophy, I don't, I yeah. don't know how to like walk into a room and be confident the way that I was before. And it's something that I'm very aware of that like I need to get back. But that's so true because it was a muscle that I was used to exercising mm-hmm. all the time. Oh yeah. You know, we were going out all the time. I was mm-hmm. meeting new people mm-hmm. all the time. Mm. I was happy to meet new people and interact with new people all the time. Then there was so much fear around COVID and during lockdown about even being close to people mm. and not knowing how to interact with people that then it just totally threw me off my game. And yeah. like, how do I, even approach people or talk to people and then we were inside for two years or yeah, whatever, right. and like not going out not meeting new people that I still feel like I don't have it back like I yeah. don't have my old self back my my self-confidence back. I guess it's probably just like like what you're saying about mm-hmm. working out it's like you you have sat for two years mm-hmm. it's hard to get yourself back into the mental Shape. gym yeah you yeah. know mm-hmm. like you of, have to make a choice yeah the same way you yeah. would whenever you're like all right it's time to start working out again yeah. like it's time to start <laughs> taking care of my myself again yeah and i think it is the same thing but it is it is hard to do it's hard to get like started the one thing that i would say to that is i wouldn't even position it to be how do i get back to my old self Mm. because the great news is you're an evolution of that person that person Mm -hmm. didn't have to go through covid but you have so i think we so focus on moments in our past that we try to get back to but instead of seeing it as what's the new evolved you what does your now what does confidence looks like look like to you now now you've been through that how do you practice that how do you Mm -hmm. grow there and i think that allows you to be forward facing like i've heard this uh, story about this person that was like rowing and Mm. they were just um they were like going towards rocks and they're like oh my god i don't want to go towards the rocks and they're rowing they're trying to row away (laughs) and like their coach is like 
Well, no wonder you're rowing towards rocks because you're looking at the freaking rocks. <laughs> Stop looking yeah. at the rocks. Look at where you actually want to go mm. and your entire body, everything starts to shift. shift. So oh, if you're wow. very much focusing yeah. on that past person, it's not a surprise that you don't feel like you're quote unquote there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're trying to get you're back backpedaling. to- Yeah, you're backpedaling, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So again, even that is just a shift of mindset yeah. um, of like, oh, who do you want to be today? Who do you want to be yeah. tomorrow? Oh my God, I could sit here for like 300 hours. <laughs> I love it. We had to get back then though. You, you told us your, your worst date. You told us some of your red flags mm-hmm. when you were dating. Do you have, so obviously you're not on the dating scene now, but I feel like you, I mean, everybody's got red flags. What are your red flags mm-hmm. out there? Deal breakers. The deal breakers. Yeah. Just like. So deal breakers on dates or in a relationship? Ooh, either, either or. Either or, and yeah. please or show your work. Both, yeah. Okay. <laughs> show your work. <laughs> She's like, okay, A plus. Long yeah, division. I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The pressure, the pressure. <laughs> um, so for me, knowing what my value system is uh-huh. and making sure that whoever I am with or whoever I, even if it's friends, mm-hmm. if our value mm-hmm. system align. And so when I say values, people, I think confuse that with hobbies. Mm. Oh my God, mm. they love golfing. I love golfing. They love hip hop. I love hip hop. That, that isn't a value system. <laughs> yeah. right. The value right. system is, is um, what are you, how are you going to bring up your children? What is religion important to you? Um, do you, if you had enough money, what does your life look like? So like even with me and Tom, with our value system, the fact that we align, once we sold Quest, we went straight back to work the next day. Mm-hmm. Why? Because our values are not built on money. Our values were built on actually creating impact. Now mm-hmm. imagine one of us had the opposite. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I want to go vacation for the rest of my life. That's where your <laughs> conditions become. That's yeah. right. So yeah. your value system is absolutely freaking imperative. And I would just say you need to know your value system before you even start dating. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is you get caught up in the chemicals, the love, yes. the attraction, and you start to be like, oh, this doesn't really matter. Well, this doesn't really matter. Yeah. And I think that's where so many, especially women, end up being in a relationship. If it ends up being toxic, now you have no idea who you are anymore. Yeah. That's right. Because you've let go of all of your values. So as long as you know what your values are, when you go on dates like that, like if I went in on the date with my value system, which I didn't, but if I did, I would have known immediately me and Tom very much vibe Mm -hmm. because our values about family are very important to us. Our families are everything. Um, So things like that are very important. Now the deal breakers to me, well, I was very clear. There were two things that from day one, I articulated to Tom, because again, I think people don't necessarily articulate Mm -hmm. the Mm non-negotiables. And so for me, it was like, if you ever cheat on me, (laughs) I will never forgive you. Now, here's the thing. Not everybody's like that. No judgment. Mm -hmm. But I knew I would never be able to get over it because trust to me was so important. That's right. So when it's I, not even about the physical act. It's no, the trust. Yes, You're thousand, absolutely yeah. right. And so articulating that to him and saying, look, some people may forgive. I'm not that person. And so I want to set you up for success because <laughs> yeah. that's important. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like set your partner up for success and let them know what your deal breakers are. So I said to him, I'm, if you cheat on me, I won't even let you explain. The second I know I'm packing my bags and 30 seconds later, I'm at, out the door. Yep. Number Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Number two, if you've ever physically harmed me, Mm -hmm. that's a deal breaker. Because again, trust to me is so important. And being able to feel safe Mm -hmm. is one of my highest values. Yes. And so now if I don't feel safe around you, the second you ever 
if you pushed me, if you hit mm-hmm. me, like, and that was my my ex boyfriend was mm. you know verbally abusive, and oh. there were a couple of times where he pushed me, and I just didn't feel safe. But I was in that toxic dynamic with him. Sure. So I said I'll never do that again, and so I explained to him I'll never do this again. Um, and then, how open do you want me to be about my third one? Go for as it. Open as open as you want to be. All right. Should I? So, <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> you can't everything out. Such an open book. Is that I? W- I never ever want to be disturbed in my sleep with sex. Mm. Oh, yeah. wow. wow! That is a wow. real trigger. That is a, that is a trigger for me too. Yeah. because I I had an ex that would, would like you blame up. it. Well, it would blame it and be like, "Oh, I was doing it in my sleep or whatever." And it's Shut like it was. You need to go see somebody about that then. Yeah. Like, go to a sleep study if hey, that's the case. I if also, you can't help yourself in your sleep, I'm sorry. Seriously. Uh-uh. BS. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. exactly. Total BS. And also, I am somebody, like, I I don't love a lot of things. But <laughs> in the small thing of things that I do <laughs> cherish quite deeply, my sleep. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. What? Right I up swear there. to God. It's I... funny like how certain people, like certain things are like a real trigger mm-hmm. to me, like snoring, waking me up snoring. I'm, I'm kind of a light sleeper. And if I'm really bothered, I'll just go into the, the, cow, the couch or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not as bothered by that, but I, that's a trust thing yeah. to me. Like you said, right. waking me up in my sleep with something like that is so, I mean, like, I didn't That's realize how triggering it was going to be for you to even say it. It's like, disrespectful no, I mean, not that. like, mm-hmm. but I was just like, wow, that is, it is disrespectful, mm-hmm. but it is very, it's a trust thing. You're absolutely right. Like I am in my most vulnerable state, yeah, right? And mm-hmm. you are using something that is very much needs to have two people involved and that I don't know, like that was it's very wait. So I guess I want clarity yeah. on on this. So when you say like they're waking you up for sex, in what way? Like, oh, they, like they're they're like penetrating. No, 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 Waking and oh, you're, yep, oh, yep. Yep. immediately you turned off. Yes. Oh, so my God. ex-boyfriend used to do that. And I would say to him, to. please don't. And he kept doing it. So it no. got to a point. <sighs> and because he was my first relationship, I started dating him when I was 15 years old. I was very insecure. I was teased and bullied. And so I put all of my value into him. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't understand or realize what across a that, uh, like a mm-hmm. like yeah. line that really it's a violation. Was, and also like what a turnoff <sighs> that it's like, Okay, so like you would be okay with that, like an unenthusiastic, like coer- yeah. you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I'm just like mm-hmm. yeah. just not only turned off from the physical act right now, but I'm just so icked out by the dude. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know if I could have sex with you again. For you to be mm-hmm. penetrating me in my sleep, that is so. I mean, first of all, it's it's assault, like it's rape. To my me. Like, I didn't consent <laughs> in a way to this, but it's also it's just. Like it's just a pure violation of my personal autonomy and personal space. Yeah. Why would you think that that's okay? Like you must think that my body belongs to you. If you think that you can just use it however you want, whenever you want. Well, you want to know something really crazy. Part of me was like, does my body belong to him Mm. at the time? Mm -hmm. And so really understanding Mm. how much I had the, you know, um, preconceived notion of, well, you're dating. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you've slept yeah. with him before. You've yeah. slept with him many times before. So why is this Oof. any different? Like Lisa, he gets turned on by you. Not, you yeah. Know, you couldn't find a boyfriend before. So there's all this wow. like, that goes Oof. in with it. And so it wasn't until I started dating Tom that I, that was my third non-negotiable. That is I was hitting like, such a deep, mm-hmm. deep place for me. Yeah. I never really spoke so about relatable. it. So relatable. Because I was, I always it's very thought, relatable. Yeah, I, yeah. And the funny thing is, I thought, am I alone? No. 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 Nope. So, and when you're I'm, navigating that that journey, you you are questioning yourself a lot because you don't know necessarily what that's supposed to look like. That yeah. that that personal, that private part right. is supposed yeah. to look like and and how those private moments should look. And I as well, I am also guilty of allowing things to happen in my my life that, you know, I look back on and regret and, or, you know, and I think that maybe I took more ownership of than I probably should have, or they did. There aren't a lot of safety nets for women either. I mean, like there aren't, there isn't a lot of guidelines. I mean, in the United States until like the eighties or nineties, marital rape in a lot of States was legal. legal. Yeah. So I think the lines about our body autonomy as women, it was very blurry about and Get there was also again. yeah yeah we didn't we, it's not like we had sex ed really yeah. in our oh, schools God. growing no. up and it's like i'm learning from like boomer parents who have more toxic traits Jeez. than, than <laughs> we have True. so like well, we if enter from, into these adulthood yeah. situations yeah. Mm-hmm. we're just kind of left to try to navigate it yeah. on our own so hopefully like people having more open conversations mm. like this. Yeah. Mm. I'm actually really glad that you brought it up. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think that, you know, we do have a lot of younger listeners, a lot that are in their early twenties and maybe this is like eye opening for them where they're like, Oh, Oh, it isn't okay. Mm. I felt and I'm that not in alone. my heart. Yeah. I'm just, not alone. just because yeah. you said yes last night doesn't mean you mean yes in the morning. Yeah. Right. Like mm. that, and you have a right to say no at any time. Mm-hmm. And, and as soon as that no is said, it should stop immediately. I so. appreciate how much you, how, it's wild how much I'm relating to everything you say, because I had very similar, like you were saying, well, Tom, like you didn't know these things until you met Tom. I didn't know a lot of these things either until I met my husband. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, you know, often are like, well, women should know their worth or whatever. And, and we're taught. We're taught how to, you know, be treated. And then it took a man who treated me so well and was like, I can't believe, what are you talking about? Of course I would never fucking what? do that. What? That's insane. <laughs> like, why, what do you, why would I do that? I mean, like I joked that like when I met my husband, he was a more of a feminist than I was. And he was, I learned to like women because of my husband. Wow. Hmm. It's such, I mean, like, and I always was like, I'm a guy's girl. I'm, you know, I have more guy friends. That's just who I am. Girls are drama. Girls are drama. <laughs> because that's what I was fed mm-hmm. right. through media, through mm-hmm. all kinds yeah, cool of girl. things. Cool girl. You know, pick me. You know, mm-hmm. we've all been there. Yeah. yeah and, oh, the movies. I always oh, yeah. saw like the, the nighttime yeah. sex where they're like, and so I was yeah. like, oh, this is supposed to be sexy, I think. And you have a preconceived notion or you've been taught something to yes. your point. Yeah. And yeah, it's not sexy. If you're yeah, not so, feeling it, it's not sexy. Yeah, so when I told Tom, he's like, why would I ever do that? <laughs> he was just like, always, and I was like, wow. All right. Well, there you go. Well, there you yeah. go. Oh man. That's such a, I, I'm again, I'm glad you brought it up. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect that journey to happen, but I'm glad it did. And I think that you're absolutely right. Christina, when you say we do have a lot of lo- young, young listeners yeah. who maybe are hearing this as well for the first time and going, 
Huh. Well, yeah. I mean, in the five years we've had the show, I don't think we've ever talked about Never. that. And that is, it is That's such a common something. And it is because we've talked about <laughs> everything. Literally everything. Well, literally like, everything. Got to talk about. <laughs> but, and, and that is such a, it's surprising that it's never come up because, I mean, we, we talk about sexual assaults on dates and in relationships um, often. But that is such a, a specific common mm-hmm. thing that happens, especially in early relationships. Mm-hmm that you know i don't know that we've ever brought up before mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, so taking it then you commented earlier um about dating apps about how you you probably <laughs> might not yeah. have have swiped on it so do you think that there's anything good about dating apps or are you anti-dating app or you know where where does no. that land on you as somebody that that luckily found their husband before their prevalence yeah. now <laughs> um to be honest i'm so go oriented in everything that i do so if you have anxiety and you aren't the person that likes to socialize much then sure an app is an amazing way to try and meet people i think okay. it you just have to know that Everything that you see, there's much more to the story Mm -hmm. to everybody Mm -hmm. that comes across your page. Mm -hmm. Now, for me personally, I feel chemistry when I'm in a room with somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's hard to know a chemistry by looking at someone's photo Mm -hmm. or by knowing, you know, oh, they like a dog, they like dogs, they want to get married (laughs) and have five kids. It's like, okay, but do back to our values and so the thing that i have been trying to get tom to do for the longest time is i want to do an a dating app at impact theory but i want it to be based on people with growth mindsets Mm -hmm. because when i think about and i don't know is that actually a box that you can check Mm. Oh, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Okay. No, Mm-mm. no. Because you can do voices things on Hinge <laughs> now, though. So oh, there's man. I'm good. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. No. But as long as they have that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I think anytime someone asks me, what's like the one thing? Most people, I used to say communication. But what I realized was I actually think it's growth mindset. Yes. And for yeah. people that may not wow. know what a growth mindset is, it's are you willing to adapt? Who you are today does not detain the person you are tomorrow. And so when you're with somebody, if you're looking to be with somebody, forever do they have the same mindset as you that you know that you're going to grow evolve and are you able to grow and evolve together mm-hmm. are you able to communicate when your communication skills may not be great are you able to be honest with each other when you know that honesty may hurt the other person that's what a growth mindset does where as long as if you're on the same page and you say okay honesty yes even if you know you're going to hurt my feelings mm-hmm. i want you to be honest now imagine one person says that and the other person's like, what do you mean? You knew that was going to hurt my feelings. How could mm-hmm. you say that? You can't have an accurate mm-hmm. conversation. Right. And then you can't communicate to then get to the other side. Right. So I really do think it all starts with having a growth mindset from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And so if the dating apps don't even have that, you know, then I don't know how, again, relationships can ultimately work long term. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, that's, uh, I think one of our earlier episodes, we talked about our own red flags. And for me, mm-hmm. it's always been apathy. Mm-hmm. Like I am so turned off by that in a romantic partner, in yeah. a friendship, in the workplace. Like if it, well, if you don't care, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, Oof. and it's just such an ick to me. Um, I do believe that we're constantly growing and evolving. I'm not the same person I was pre COVID. I'm definitely right. not the same person I was a decade ago. No. And I don't want the person that I'm with to be like that too even our own Same. like where we started five years ago mm-hmm. our friendship mm-hmm. and everything and where it is now everything should grow and evolve and change well, and we yeah. check in with each other yeah that's like, exactly that's the thing because right. it's like we have we do have a relationship that's we have right. a throuple relationship yeah. yes yeah. Um, yeah. Very committed. Uh, 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 you yeah. know um 
and sometimes we clash and sometimes yeah. we have differences of opinion and stuff. And yeah. we have to do that kind of like check in. Where are we at? What are we feeling? Where do we want the podcast to go? Sure. Like, yeah. You know, like that's it's. Yeah, it's I think if you want any successful long term relationship, it's something that you have to be on the same page about. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, sorry. Um, we talked recently about growth in general and like growing with your partner. And it was something I, I funny enough, we we just mentioned this, but we were talking about how like um, when I when we were doing like all that couple stuff before you get married, the person we we're talking to is like, you are going to grow. You're going to going to change you know, hopefully you, you found somebody you can do that with, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, my, our pastor, he was like, uh, you know, he, he was like, when I met my wife, I was a rocker. We were, you know, in a band and, yeah. and then I decided to become a preacher. Like, you know, that's a big, <laughs> life wow. a little bit of a, that's switch. a yeah. big change, you know? <laughs> so not everybody's going to be able to grow in the same trajectory and you know and, and that's i think where even growth and communication are so well they you know, stayed together interlinked. Though, didn't they interlinked yeah 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 they stayed together yeah but because he was the they were able to have that conversation because that's exactly the values right. remain the same that's yeah. exactly right yeah so like when i because when i married tom to your exact point um i told him that i wanted four children <laughs> and for eight years i was a, i actually was a stay-at-home wife so we got married we moved to america and i for four years uh, sorry eight years i was looking after him in the sense of i was cooking i was cleaning i was taking care of the household and then he has a crazy idea to start a protein bar company called mm-hmm. quest nutrition and that when I started to help out, I actually, what I call, I found myself. Like Oof. I started to come alive and it got to the point where I realized I no longer wanted to be a stay at home wife and I no longer wanted any children. Mm-hmm. So now imagine somebody who doesn't have a growth mindset. You can't navigate that. But mm-hmm. what I did is I sat down with him and I said, babe, I love you more than life itself. You mean so much to me, but I actually hate cleaning for you. I hate cooking for you. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's making me miserable. And his response was, what kind of husband would I be if I prioritized my cl- clean clothes over your happiness? Mm-hmm. There you go. And so if you don't have a growth That's mindset, right. and so when people often say like, oh my God, just, you guys are so lucky. I'm like, no, on a, diff- a different husband would have left me for saying, hang on a minute, you promised you were going to have four there children. You go. Or a different wife wouldn't, when he came home saying, hey, I, I've got this crazy idea. I want to start a protein bar company. And, oh, and by the way, the house that we just built or that <laughs> we just bought, I want to put up for collateral, you know, and work 120 hours yeah. in a week. Like mm-hmm. consistently, most women may have left him. But I didn't. So it goes to why? Because we communicate, because we've got a growth mindset, because we're never going to ask the other person to be somebody they're not. That's exactly right. And when I fell in love with him, I knew he was ambitious. And what a lot of people do is they may fall in love with, the, oh my God, they drive a great car. They've got a great career. And I just interviewed a dating expert. And she said, when you're picturing the person you want to be with, so people are like, who do you want to be? I want to be with someone successful. What does that mean? I want to be with a lawyer or a doctor. Mm. Okay, great. Now actually think about what that doctor's lifestyle looks like. Yeah. Because if it's a yeah. surgeon. Mm-hmm. They're gone getting, all the time, girl. That's yeah, right. They're mm-hmm. getting woken mm-hmm. up at 3 a.m. You're on, you know, you're, you're trying to go on vacation and all of a sudden someone has a heart attack or whatever it is. Is that a lifestyle you can live with because you paint a picture in your That's head right. about what you're looking for. But the reality sometimes doesn't compute with what you think you uh, the dream is. So with Tom, I knew I married an ambitious man. So the fact that he said, I want to put our house up for collateral, I could have taken that personally. Sure. But then I just realized a woman sees a house as a nest and a man sees a house as a nest egg. Mm. And so once I just kind of 
put like, oh, he just sees this as a means to get what he wants to grow, to be more ambitious. I'm now doing a disservice and I'm going against what I promised when we got married to support him no matter what direction he wants to go in. Mm -hmm. And also like, like you said, like one of the things that you like about him is his ambition. Mm -hmm. So I think cutting that off and then say he capitulated and was like, oh, okay, then you wouldn't be attracted to him anymore because that's that's one of the qualities that you like about him. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if you guys know Jay Shetty, but Mm -hmm. um, Jay Shetty is one of my good friends. And he said that you're actually in, there's three relationships when you're in a relationship. It's your relationship with your passion and mission, Mm -hmm. your partner's relationship with their passion and mission, and then your relationship together. Mm. But if you think that you, if you're trying to deter your partner from their passion and mission, so if it's ambition, right, mm-hmm. what do they want to do? Now there's a, that's a fracture in your, the, the relationship that you guys have. Mm-hmm. And so encouraging each other to go for that mission, that purpose that you may have, and then also then coming together because you can't be, have a beautiful relationship if you're unhappy. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. Yep. And it takes two happy people yes. to make a happy relationship, yep. not one happy person, you know, and, you know, we've had this conversation before. It's never going to be 50, 50, sometimes yep. it's 70, 30, sometimes it's 80, 20, whatever it looks like, but it does take two happy people. You know, I could be at 20%. I'm tired. I'm beat, but I'm happy mm-hmm. deep down underneath all those layers of tired and just can't do it today. I'm a happy person because I also know that that 80% pickup is, is happening and I don't have to even think twice about it, you know, because it just is. Sometimes though, I'm okay with not being happy. I think happy is a, people feel like there's a state that you have to always maintain. And I think of happy as being a beautiful pinnacle and sadness as being, you know, the opposite. But it's in the sadness that makes you appreciate the happiness and it's in the happiness that makes you realize, you know, what it means to be sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sometimes I, think- I freaking love being sad. <laughs> oh, oh, I lean into sadness often. I yeah. just, I, I was Put having- Put on that Lana Del Rey and just lay on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Just tears, tears, tears. Yes. Sometimes that feels good. It does. Yeah. It's yeah. cathartic, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think of it as being like, I'm content. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, yeah. I'm very content in the moment that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I yeah. really feel you. Oh, I just love this. I feel I like know. we could keep going for hours and hours. And again, like like they said, we're not an advice podcast, so it feels really good to actually have somebody <laughs> yeah. like getting give advice listeners right like yeah. really mm-hmm. useful mm-hmm. things. Um, so yeah, if you can tell people where they can find you so that they can go binge everything. Yeah, absolutely. So if they like the advice side of things, I interview therapists, psychologists, uh, dating experts, all kind of, I interview single men. I just love interviewing single men to hear how <laughs> yeah. they think. Um, you can go check out Women of Impact. So that's on YouTube. And then you can follow me at Lisa Billu on all platforms. Yay. Yeah. Well, uh, next month we'll announce a guest. Well, and thank you so much for it joining us for the double dates. Yeah. And yeah, follow us. We're on Instagram, TikTok, and right here on YouTube at My Worst State Podcast. And you can also go to our one stop shop of website it's myworststatepodcast.com and we love you so much cheers cheers, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.